Here come your boys. Oh, we're back. Shit. Oh, what up? Here comes that boy back after a, a three-week <laughs> sabbatical or whatever you call it. So, yeah, why did we end up not posting any content for three weeks, some, Leo? Some jerk was like, I'm going to get married in Singapore, come out to Singapore, spend... 10 days here and then be jet lagged for a week afterwards and it just just ruined it ruined all Ben Stash things. No. Well, never again. Guys, <laughs> never again. I mean, I, I would hope I would hope not, I yeah. would hope not again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but we're back just in time for the fantasy playoffs, so we're heading into week 13. Are we in week 13 already? What has happened are, to the season? The season's coming to an end. We're about to enter playoffs. One more regular season week in most this leagues. This is it. Yeah, so either you're in the playoffs securely and it's your dispositioning for seeding. Me and every or league. Yeah, or you're out and you're playing spoiler or you're right on the bubble, which is exciting and poop your pants worthy at the same time. So that hopefully you're not in that position. It's kind of or exciting being on the bubble and you like that last week matters. I have like the, the misfortune of having already clinched, you know, playoffs in every league. And I'm just like, well, oh, you yeah. know, I guess I'll just this week is just like for seeding. Who really cares? I really feel for you on that one. I know it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tough. I've already got the playoffs. I've already got the one or two seed locked up. It's really just a matter <laughs> of, you know, which I get. Yeah. No, but seeding's important because a lot of leagues have buys. The you buys know, you are get crucial. That oh my god! Automatic ticket to the semis if you get the buy, and the better matchup typically. So a lot is riding on this week in particular, which is why our sneaky starts is going to propel you to the playoffs. We'll also throw in a little bit of playoff advice at the end, which might may or may not be a separate video. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how we're feeling. We'll you know. We'll see. We have to get back into the flow. I don't even know what I'm doing. We do. We're out of uh, we're out, what we're out is fan shape? Yeah. Who is Taylor Gabriel? What are we? What are we even talking about here? I like. I came back and I was kind of looking through some of like the numbers because for those like two weeks, because there was two Sundays when I was over there, I like didn't yeah. follow any of the stuff other than the Seahawks games, um, and so I was like, all right, let's see what happened. What did I miss? And it was yeah, Taylor Gabriel apparently was a thing. Yeah. Well. What's kind of funny is that those two Sundays, we saw the rise and fall of CJ Procise. <laughs> the epic saga of CJ Procise, that first, like, that first Sunday we're there, he has the, the breakout game. He's like, here it comes, CJ Procise. And we spend all week just yelling his name as we run around all the Singaporean malls. And then he gets hurt in the next game. And no, never mind. But he ripped off a 72-yard touchdown or whatever it was before then. He, right? he did what he needed to do, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, he went out with a bang. He went out with a bang. Yeah, and he was uh, one of our sneaky starts weeks weeks prior. Not that was when C Mike was still a thing. God, it was in that Seattle. Saints game, and I didn't feel confident yeah. about it. I was like, I guess we'll say precise, and then I convinced myself it made sense. And he had like ten points that week, and then after that, it was history. Well, the, yeah, the Seattle pass catching back uh, might be a little bit of foreshadowing mm, for for who one of our see sneaky on starts list later. Yeah, later. Oh, throw that in all right let's get into it sneaky starts week 13 no no need to uh draw out this wedding talk singapore talk nobody cares nobody cares they came here for the juice the juice (laughs) yes they came here for the juice exactly p1 cleaner than my trans shoes huh all right let's do it so let's start with uh what do you want wide receivers week 13 sneaky yeah wide receivers all right who do you got for me first one hit me um, first one I will say is um, 
Miami Dolphins wide receiver Kenneth Stills. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. This is um, a lot of these sneaky starts you're going to see are like injury attrition plays of like someone else is hurt, so this person should see more opportunity, and that's Kenny Stills. Um, it's sounding like Devontae Parker's not going to play, having this practice <clears throat> two days already this yeah. week, and just the re- all the reports are sounding like he's going to miss the week. Uh, they get Baltimore this week, who are 24th against the pass when adjusted yeah. for schedule. So it's a, it's a plus matchup. Um, there's really else, no one else there for Tanhill to throw to other than Leonte Carew, which isn't anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean Landry, but you know that's he's not a big play guy at all. Yeah, so, it's Kenny Stills. Under the Kenny deep Stills, threat. yeah. Landry's a possession guy. Stills just lit San Francisco up to the tune of 72 yards and a lit touchdown. Like but a for diaper, Kenny yeah, Stills, exactly. that is a big week. It is. And I mean, that's what you're hoping for with Stills is like four targets and he catches one for a 60-yard touchdown. That's like always the play with him. Now, the big thing about Baltimore, so Miami, they've had this recent resurgence, right, where they've been winning all these games, are now right into the thick of playoff contention. Uh, they've kind of changed their identity a little bit, and they've ridden Jay Ajahi. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is extremely good against the run. Yeah. So if Ajahi's getting stuffed, it, their game will rely on Ryan Tannehill pushing the ball down the field. Now, Landry will get his targets. He always does. Mm -hmm. But he's not the big play guy like you alluded to earlier. That's going to be Kenny Stills, who always seems to get these, like, at least one 50-yard target down the field a game. Whether or not he catches it is a different story. But (laughs) just having that opportunity, uh, I mean, if they connect, that's, you know, 12, 13 points in one play. And that's what you're looking for for a sneaky start. So yeah. if you're, you know, a little bit thin on the wide receiver looking for a possible flex this week or maybe since the Thursday night game is over, you need a, a boom, a possible boom, right? Yeah. Maybe some of your guys on Thursday night plateaued a little bit, uh, didn't have the best week, so you really want to make up some ground. Uh, Kenny Stills would be the perfect start. Yeah, this is really targeted at the person who's like 6-6 six and six and trying to sneak into playoffs this week. And, like, they don't have, like, an all-star roster, so their flex is sitting there, and they're like, oh, I don't really know. I don't love any of these flex options. And that's where Kenny Stills comes in. Or one of the other names on our list. Yeah, pretty much all the sneaky starts. That's (laughs) what that will apply to. All of them, yeah. Uh, Next, let's talk about... Actually, if you look at the list we're going to throw out, all of them had really good weeks last Mm -hmm. week. So it might seem like, oh, we're just chasing the points. That's not necessarily the case. It's injury attrition, like you said, schedule, uh, various circumstances. So the next guy we're going to throw out there, which might seem more obvious now that Gronk is basically done for the year. Yeah, he did. And that is one Malcolm in the middle Mitchell. Malcolm in the mid Mitchell. Malcolm Malcolm in the the, mid Mitchell. Mitchell. There's, There's something there. That's it, Malcolm in the Mitchell. That's good. Nailed it. <laughs> but do, 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 not quite as good as the, the Franklin, Franklin Delano Gorzabel. That's that's the classic. That'll that'll live on that's the in the in the ages in the annal halls, whatever the expression is. <laughs> that's it, right there. You got it. Actually, looking at Mitchell's last two weeks or Mitchell's last two weeks, <laughs> it, both have been really good. He's had three touchdowns in the last two weeks yeah. and about 150 yards receiving in, that, in those two games as well. So he's put up 15-plus points in each of the last two weeks. 
So again, it might not seem like that sneaky of a start. This is more of a safe play. And if you look at his ownership, he's only owned a 15% of leagues. Mm -hmm. So it's still pretty sneaky. Uh, you look at who they have this week at home, L.A. Uh, I mean, we saw what happened to L.A. last week. Uh, with Drew Brees and God. Mike Thomas just <laughs> torching them. Yeah. It was just ugly all around. So now going into New England, that's going to be an ugly game for L.A. So I foresee Malcolm Mitchell having another solid game. So another flex-worthy play. What's your thought on Malcolm Mitchell? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely with you. Um, if the Gronk injury hadn't happened, <clears throat> I'd be a little less on it. Just because it's like, okay, uh, Patriots wide receiver had a big game. It, you know, that changes every week. Like, it'll be Chris Hogan the next week. Who knows? Um, but now that Gronk is out, you know, you expect the Patriots are going to run less two tight end sets because, you know, they don't have a second viable tight end now. So they probably yeah. switch to more of like a three wide receiver base, which means Malcolm is on the field more, you know. That, that's sort of the concern with him is that he's – He's not opposite Edelman in two wide receiver sets. That's Hogan still. It's now he yeah. should be on the field more. And so now I'm in on it. I'm in. You're in men? I'm oh, that's a good, oh. good transition to our last two. sneaky start wide receiver. We're just blowing them out right now. Boom. Just rolling through them. Dontrell Inman of the San Diego Chargers. Mm -hmm. Wales Vagina Chargers. Uh Coming off of a 17.9 point performance in yeah. standard, six catches for 119 yards and a touchdown last week against Houston, who's supposed to have a very good yeah. pass defense, one of the best in the league. Uh, and now they get Tampa Bay at home, who has a middle-of-the-pack pass defense. Uh, last week they had a very good performance against Seattle. I don't want to tilt you right now by bringing up that anything. game. We don't need to bring okay. that up. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, yeah, Phillip Rivers should have a decent game. And Dontrell Inman, again, we mentioned injury attrition. So Tyrell Williams, is he going to play? He's missed the first two practices of the week, so you, you have to see something at least limited on Friday to yeah. believe he might play. Um, but even if he does, like, get in a limited practice and play, you know, he's clearly not 100%, so who knows how much work he's actually going to get out there. He becomes kind of risky yep. at that point. Inman suddenly turns into, like, the healthiest wide receiver on that roster. Um, and it's, like, at least a decent matchup. So it's just like, you know, Philip Rivers' caddy. You know, who's, who's the guy running around the field with him? And so Inman, yeah, <laughs> even if Tyrell plays, I think Inman is the one that I'd prefer almost. Yeah, and it seems like... Rivers is starting to throw the ball down the field to Inman a little bit. Mm -hmm. They've connected on a couple of 30-plus yard pass plays uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks, uh, which is encouraging. And he's had five catches, at least five catches in the last three weeks. So, yes, he's getting the targets, but he's also turning them into points. Uh, last week the touchdown came, so it really bolstered his performance. But before that, he had, you know, and PPR, if you're talking about PPR, he had passable weeks in the, each of the last three weeks. But last week mm -hmm. in standard was this big blowout week, blowing out like a diaper with his 100-plus and a touchdown. Exactly. So those are all maybe safer sneaky starts. Kenny Stills is a little boomer bust. Yeah. Actually, I think all of them could be boomer bust, really. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're looking for <clears throat> in week 13. If you're sitting on the bubble, like we mentioned, 
you need to take the risk to get in, or if you have injuries, really shallow bench, then this could be perfect for your flex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our running backs then. The RBs. The RBs. We have, we have a Hail Mary. Um, we have a Hail Mary. We'll save that for the last of the three. We'll go out with a bang. Um, okay. I guess we'll start with the most obvious of the three, uh, and that is Denard Shoelaces Robinson. I never thought that would be a sentence that we would utter this year. The most obvious, obvious. start, yeah, is, is Denard Robinson yeah. of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh my gosh, are we really throwing him out there? We're doing this. I mean, got to do it. This is like double injury attrition, double jeopardy, because both Yeldon and Ivory aren't practicing right now. It's taken two injuries for him to be relevant, and honestly, he probably won't be very good anyway. Um, like I feel like he's set up for like. 17 carries for like 60 yards if you're lucky and you're just like hoping for a touchdown but it is a good matchup with denver that's kind of like the thing that makes it worth considering yeah that's basically why he is making an appearance in the segment yeah uh because if it was anyone else or if it was a fairly good defense against the run then we probably wouldn't just bring him up even with the injuries to ivory and yeldon but denver they have shown a weakness to the run uh last week against buffalo robinson had 13 carries so he is getting the usage with the injuries ahead of him now again not not very inspiring numbers but Mm -hmm. all it takes is one or a touchdown and you're looking for opportunity this week Denard Robinson gives you that opportunity at home, which is a big thing, at home against yeah. Denver. And Denver has shown that their offense isn't very explosive either. So this could be kind of one of those grinded-out games. Mm-hmm. I think Jacksonville might surprise some people in this game. And I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Oh, This is my upset pick of the week. I think Jacksonville is going to beat Denver Ooh. at home this week. I could see it. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean, you clearly want that because you're a Raiders fan, but why not? That has nothing to do with it. You know, <laughs> Denver Denver's fallen so far behind Oakland. Now they're just way, they're a true. tiny dot in the rear view. Oh, okay. Yeah, two two full games. <laughs> <laughs> two, it's Kansas impossible. City that I'm worried Insurmountable. about. Insurmountable. Especially considering we play them one more time. I mean, two games, is <laughs> there's no way they can make that there's up. There's no way. No way. Anyways, let's not stray too far off topic. Denard Robinson, you're probably not going to do it with a smile, but running backs at this stage of the season, it's going to be hard to find a sneaky running back start. Yeah, I wouldn't want to like flex any of these running backs. This is like if your RB2 spot is like, like let's say Ingram is your RB2, and it sounds like he might not play this week, and then you're like, wow, I really have no one to put in this spot. I had terrible depth. Like it's... The, you know, Denard Robinson is more reasonable to get something than, like, just, like, a random number two running back. Like, it's just, like, the, the floor is a little bit higher. So, I guess go yeah. with him. Yeah, exactly. So, Denard Robinson, sneaky running back number one. Mm-hmm. The next running back is also, I wouldn't say obvious, but not exactly a Hail Mary or a yeah. surprise, yeah. we should say especially with the hype that he had earlier in the season. Uh, And that is one Kenneth Dixon Mm -hmm. of the Baltimore Football Ravens. He is basically, well, 
he's a sneaky star. That's all there is to say about Kenneth Dixon. Now, he had 13 carries last week, so his usage is, is going up. Uh, I think the whole Terrace, Terrence West love affair is kind of simmering down, and Dixon is getting more involved, and that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, going against Miami at home this week, we already kind of mentioned the fact that Baltimore is an extremely good run defense, and that's kind of Miami's bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So if they can keep Miami from running the ball, then Baltimore should have a solid chance at winning this game at home in Baltimore, which bodes well for their running game because Flacco has been extremely inaccurate recently. So 13 carries last week against Cincinnati. Uh, not eye-opening numbers but also not really terrible numbers uh, and he was getting involved in the passing game as well he is their pass catching back mm-hmm. so he had eight standard points last week of 50 yards on the ground uh this week against miami i like ken dixon yeah i mean the the number i see that um convinces me of him is that he finally out snapped terrence west yeah um, like yeah. they had even touches but now he's actually just on the field more um, like, the changing of the guard seems to have happened. We just haven't seen the blow-up week. And so maybe this is it. Like, I guess I'd still prefer Denard just because if he's playing, presumably there's no competition there. Um, yep. Whereas Dixon is still going to have some competition. But he's he's at least um, more talented I think, than Terrence West. Yeah, he's, he's, more, <laughs> he's more talented and more talented than Denard Robinson probably. I mean, yeah, probably. So, uh, I, I like I like shoelaces for the safer play because he'll get the usage. I like Kenneth Dixon for the opportunity to give you a big week. Yeah, uh, I can foresee Kenneth Dixon, especially if you're in a PPR league. But even in standard, I could see him putting up ten plus double digit points this week uh, with a touchdown, maybe even more. So this could be the big Kenneth Dixon week that everyone's been waiting for. Uh, let's just hope. That it finally happens for the Kenneth Dixon owners out there. Are you ready for the Hail Mary? I'm ready. Um, all right, guys, buckle up, buckle in. All right, I'll let you take this one because this is kind of your. Uh, this is, I your mean, team this here. was my idea. Um, yeah, yes, this and, was you. My team. This was all you. Um, so flashback, <clears throat> week twelve. I'm sitting there watching Tampa Bay just was mad a way, mug. Was week twelve. Let me try to recall. It's such a long time ago. <laughs> All right, continue. Uh, just like making fools out of Seattle. Um, making the Seattle <laughs> offense look like the most incompetent offense in the NFL. Um, and it's the fourth quarter, and I'm watching these last couple of drives. I'm like, who is that? Who's that running back out there? That's not, that's not who Thomas that Rawls. Who, 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 yeah. who that boy? That's not Rawls. That's not Collins. Who else is even on this roster? And then he takes a catch for like four yards out of bounds. And he announces like, oh, that's George <laughs> Farmer off the practice squad. Who? George Farmer. <laughs> um, yeah, he was on the he was on the practice squad. Got called up once Procise got hurt and was clearly going to be out for at least a month. Um, and Rawls is not a pass catcher. Collins is only on this team because he was drafted this year. He has not been good so far. Um, so it's and in the fourth <laughs> quarter when Seattle desperately needed to put together a drive, it was Farmer on the field, not Rawls. You know, he was their like catch up pass-catching, you know, two-minute drill back. Um, And so the game script I'm concocting is that, you know, Carolina comes in, has the best run defense in the league, perhaps, one of the best at least. Um, And so Rawls is going to struggle. We're going to see the classic Seattle game script of 
struggling to move the ball the first half because that happens more often than not. Um, Carolina's going to come out sling and run the score up. And then the second half, Seattle's going to be playing catch-up with George Farmer out there. Catching the passes, you know, doing all the work, and the blow-up game is coming. It's coming. Is George Farmer even available? Like, is he, like, in the system? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Oh, God. This is how, how big of a Hail Mary this call is. At least with the ESPN Fantasy League, I'm looking right now, and I don't see him on the, the waiver list. Then you, need, then you need to tweet at ESPN and say, where's George Farmer? Where's he at? There's no George Farmer. Yeah, oh, yeah. my word. I see him on Yahoo. So Okay, he's on Yahoo. It's only ESPN then. Yeah, well, hopefully that gets updated before the next game. Maybe it's just because we're still a little earlier in the week. I don't know. Yeah. I don't hopefully. know, man. <laughs> uh, hopefully. But, um, okay, well, if you can add him. <laughs> George yeah. Farmer. That's how deep in the weeds we are, someone that's not even in ESPN system. Okay, um, so answer me this. Under what circumstance would you have to be in? To start George Farmer. Um, like, how bad would it have to be? Denard Robinson, like, is, someone else picks him up. Kenneth Dixon right. is owned in a lot of leagues, so he might already be owned. Um, and this is like you're desperate at the RB2 spot. You're not flexing him. Don't flex George Farmer. Um, and it's like, like, like your other options are like, uh, God, who's just like, I was about to say Matt Asiata, but he already played. <laughs> but like... Hmm. Like, that level of just, like, plotting, like, no upside running back. Who, who's a good example of that? Like, um... There's, like, there's probably a handful. Like, of... Jeremy Hill right now or something like that. Oh. <laughs> All right, that's, that's, that's shots fired. But still, like, he's... This is, like, an, an upside dart throw. Like, if we're calling him the pass catcher in a presumably high-powered offense in a presumably high-scoring game, the hope is that he just cobbles together, like eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Like, this is like the, you need, like, a big boom, and you, and it's like that, or you're taking someone who's going to get 10 carries for 35 yards. Yeah. Okay. So that picture. So George Farmer. Yeah. Taking somebody to the playoffs, George Farmer. So if we get somebody into the playoffs (laughs) because they started George Farmer, then we should just retire, basically. Never, never post another video again. Just disappear from the face of the earth. That's exactly. We've done our it. job. Boom. We've done our job. There it is. I think it's gonna happen. Wow. I, I almost feel like we should just mic drop in the video here. Just skip quarterbacks, <laughs> skip tight ends, because of George Farmer. There it is. Because of George Farmer. George Farmer. Yeah, this is probably gonna be the thing that ruins us, or maybe not. Maybe it's the thing that puts us puts us on the map. Puts well, his name eight? in ESPN. Eight for 80 and a touchdown in a PPR league would be, like, <laughs> just pure fire. <laughs> I mean, I, I, pretty, so, I don't know if that line is possible. I don't think ProSize even had that good of a receiving line. Um, but it's going to happen. Do you think we're ever going to hear from Matt Jones again? No. <laughs> no, nah, he's he done. I was looking through Wait. the, like, players owned in less than a third of Yahoo leagues. just on the available players. And Matt Jones is sitting out there owned in, like, 25% yeah. of leagues. There he is, Matt Jones. What about, would you rather start Bilal Powell or George Farmer? I'd, I'd take Powell on that one. <laughs> so you're being honest now? I, I saw you thinking about it. You're I like, like, maybe. Uh, no, I'll take Powell. Like, the line is like, let me look at some of the running backs this week. Like, um, 
who's like a real starter that I would be like, nah. Like if here's a bold one. If I don't own Kenneth Dixon, but I own Terrence West, I would start George Farmer over Terrence West. Boom. There we go. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. Now we're Yeah. Now we're talking. Or like James right. White. Honestly, because now that Deion Lewis is getting mixed in, um, I don't I'm, I'm like not in on James White as much anymore. All right. George what about Farmer. Aaron Ripkowski of the uh, Green Bay Packhams? Oh, the Green Bay Packhams, the the only run, like running back touchdown of the past like eighteen weeks that they've had or something. Um, I'd go George Farmer. Why not? Why not? Because the Green Bay dart throw is C. Mike. We all know it. We all know it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Paul Perkins or George Farmer. I might go Perkins on that one. <laughs> Jalen Richard or George Farmer? Who are, the, who are the Raiders playing this week? Buffalo. God. I don't think I'd go Richard there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but there is, there is a world there's, where you would there's start There's a version George Farmer. where, like, you've just been decimated with injuries, and you're like, you know what, man? I'm going out. I'm going out shooting. Guns blazing with George Farmer. I'm not doing it in any league because I've already locked a playoff and all my teams are great. But if I had a bad team, I would consider it. All right, there we go. George Farmer. It's a George Farmer week. I think we have to name this episode after George Farmer. Boom. We are Farmer. Dum ba dum bum 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 bum. I don't it. know if it's going to be that, but we'll see. That's a little long. All right, let's move into the quarterbacks. Uh, we can focus on one game with the quarterbacks here. Our sneaky start quarterbacks. It's tough with this one because I don't know if he's that sneaky anymore. So I think we're going to throw out a third name for you guys. Just because Colin Kaepernick has been mm-hmm. on fire lately and last week had a huge week. Yeah. So Colin Kaepernick going against Chicago is quarterback number one in our sneaky start list. And actually... If we talk about the playoffs, playoffs? Playoffs? Talking about the playoffs? Colin Kaepernick has a very, very juicy playoff schedule. So he Mm -hmm. could be somebody you pick up and stash on your bench because we're getting to the point in the season where your depth doesn't really matter as much. You play for the matchup because it all comes down to the next couple weeks. So if you have two quarterbacks on your roster, two defenses, it doesn't really matter. Colin Kaepernick has a really, really tasty playoff schedule. Uh, this week he's going against Chicago, which is why he's a sneaky start. But playoff schedule, New York at home, at Atlanta, at L.A. So if you go pick up Colin Kaepernick for this week, you might as well just keep him on your bench. Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, like this is probably his worst matchup of the next, of like the rest of the season this week. Um, yep. So, yeah, I think it's, it's still kind of sneaky because, like, I – even though I see how well he's been doing, I don't trust it. Like it's still like I'm just oh, waiting yeah. for the like the four pick, 120 yard no touchdown game. Like I feel like that's looming. Um, it's coming, yeah. But it hasn't <laughs> happened week yet. seventeen. Yeah, it'll come when you like need it the most. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's been really good, so it's like I guess I guess roll with it. I guess live and die by Kaepernick. Um, but on the other side of the ball, because Kaepernick's been good enough, we don't really need to sell you on him. But the other side of the ball in quarterback bowl. One, Matthew, I don't know his middle name, Barkley. 
George Farmer Barkley. George Farmer Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Barkley, yeah, of the three touchdowns last week against yeah. Tennessee. Over 300 Ooh. yards and three touchdowns, sure. He threw two What picks. a game. But no, we just ignore that. Let's no. look at the numbers. Look at the raw numbers. You, you know, he put up 20-plus points. That's what you yeah, want from your great. streamer, guys. Yeah. Matt Barkley, he's a thing. Finally. He, he is. He's, finally. <laughs> We've all been waiting he's, for this. He's, he's owned in 2% of leagues. He's out there. God, 2%. But San Francisco at home. Yeah, he, 2% he's available of in every league, yeah. yeah. Um, at home to San Francisco, that's really it, too. That it's, like, the best matchup, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that That's really all there is to say about the quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about Alex Smith a little bit. He's, mm-hmm. I would say, the third sneaky start of the week. But we've talked about Alex Smith a lot. He's always kind of on this list. He still never really breaks a 30% ownership rate. So mm-hmm. he's right now he's at 25%. Uh, but he gets Atlanta on the road. Presumably it will be a high-scoring game. Uh, or Kansas City will fall behind. Atlanta playing at home, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, all those cats. Uh, Smith's going to have to throw the ball in this game. Long story short. So, Alex Uh, Smith, yeah, Kansas City hasn't really been that inspiring lately offensively, but he did put up a passable game against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago, even though they lost, and against Denver last week, 17 points. Not amazing, but definitely stream streamable numbers. And his playoff schedule as well, he gets Oakland, Tennessee, and Denver all at home. Uh, Denver is not an enticing matchup, but no. Oakland and Tennessee have shown that they are susceptible to the pass. So that's another quarterback to keep in mind for your playoff run uh, mm. if you really don't have anyone else, essentially. Uh, that's really it. Anything else to add on quarterbacks? Sir? Uh, no, I think, I think those are the names. I guess, you know, if you're afraid of Matt Barkley, Alex Smith is, like, the safer option. Um, but, like, Cap is, like, over both of them. Cap is, yeah. like, a uh, pick-up and ride to losing in the championship type of quarterback. Ride um, and die with Colin Kaepernick. Colin. Uh, well, yeah, his, his, he's up to about 50%, so this could be the chance. could be your last chance to pick up yeah, Colin Kaepernick, I feel like guys. he's going to be gone here pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move on All to the right. tight ends. Um, yeah, this will be uh, pretty quick as well. Pretty obvious. We talked about injuries creating opportunities with the wide receivers. Vernon Davis, the Washington well, Redskins. Yeah. I mean, Jordan, Jordan Reed has uh, basically been ruled out after he... I don't understand what exactly happened, what shenanigans went on during that game that he was in a sling at halftime and then comes out and in the second play. half and just beasts. I don't know what what they gave him, what they did to him, that also now he can't play the next week. I don't know. It's yeah. all very fishy. But enter Vernon Davis. Yeah, Vernon <laughs> Davis. Well, I mean, he's been one of Kirk Cousins' favorite targets when Reed isn't on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost raged, by the way, because I was playing against Jordan Reed, and the, <laughs> the little notification popped up on my phone. That was on the, that was on Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah, the Thanksgiving game. And it was like, Reed is done. I was like, all right. He only put up 15 points. I mean, not that I'm rooting for an injury or anything like that, but, you know, in, in the heat of a fantasy matchup, you see that your opponent only gets 1.5 points from their tight end. Mm-hmm. On Thursday, you're feeling good. And then all of a sudden, another notification pops up a little while later saying that Jordan Reed catches a touchdown. I'm like, what? 
how? What is going on? And then he catches another touchdown and puts up like 20 points. Almost lost it. Same thing happened. Tilted to me. into oblivion. And I mean, I ended up winning anyway, so it didn't matter. But, yeah, you know, I ended was... up winning too. But, <laughs> but when it happens a on there, the Thursday, it's like so frustrating. It's like now I just have to wait like three days to see if I lose because of this. Yep, that's it. So Vernon Davis, yeah, sounds like Jordan Reed's done uh, for this week at least. He's not done for the season. Mm. Uh, but yeah, five for sixty-eight last week against Dallas. Kirk Cousins has been slinging the rock. He's been looking better and better with each week. So. You like that. He seems to have a nice rapport with his tight end. So Vernon Davis, sneaky, sneaky start. Yeah, Vernon Davis really like kind of came alive once uh, Reed was out there for a couple weeks. Um, and like the matchup where he's a little bit Arizona, kind of just like shuts down most tight ends. But with how well Kirk and this like Washington offense has been looking, I think it's still like as a streaming tight end, like he's as good as the dart throws any of them for a touchdown. So, yeah. I still like it. Um, and then the other guy that we got. Hit me. Lance Bass Kendricks. Lance Bass. <laughs> Woo! He kind of looks like Lance Bass, too. He looks exactly like Lance Bass. There it is. That's why he <laughs> has a nickname, Lance Bass. Lance Bass Kendricks. Uh, again, you think, looking at his stat line, 11.1 points last week, which is great for a tight end. Yeah, you love but that. But he's been pretty solid. Um well, aside from his Week 10 performance against New York where he put up a fat goose just, egg. Just brush that under the rug. That happens. That happened just to Ebron last that. week. That happened to Brandon Cooks last week. So let's not get yeah, Brandon goose Cooks with happened. zero targets <laughs> and zero points. But that's for an, a conversation for another time. Yeah. But Kendricks, uh, I mean, even before their bye in Week 8, he was catching, you know, around five to six balls a game. Came out of the bye against Carolina with seven for 90. Then had a couple down weeks before last week's explosion at New Orleans. But you look at the matchup. They're going into New England in a game they should be behind right away. I don't think there's any chance that L.A. wins that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're probably going to use the garbage time to, you know, get Jared Goff into the flow of things. Lance Kendricks, every quarterback's security blanket is generally their tight end, and uh, it's going to be Kendricks this week. We saw it last week against Nolens, so... I'm convinced. I'm sold. I'm convinced. That's it. Start Kendricks in your flex, guys. I mean, that's, that's not the even thing as your tight end. With like tight ends, is that like once you get? I mean, Gronk's dead now. Reed's hurt. He's Who else gone. is there? Like Olsen and I guess Kelsey is like safe. But even Olsen hasn't been that good lately. Yeah, like that 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 tight end hasn't really existed this year. So it's like it's going to be Tyler Eifert. It's going to be Tyler Eifert. Maybe even Eifert had like a three point game a couple weeks ago. Like they just all have that's, duds lurking they all have that they all have that dud capacity so why not why not kendricks he's gonna he could be a league winner he will be a league winner look at his schedule after this new england it's cupcake atlanta cupcake um seattle it's a hard matchup (laughs) san francisco cupcake you'll be fine you'll be fine with lance kendricks yeah yeah, San Francisco in the championship at home. What? I would have started him over Gronk if I had Gronk. Honestly, bam, like, when, when, once you get to week 16, you're in your championship, just fire up all your Rams. Fire up your Goff. Fire up your Kendricks. Fire up your Kenny Brits. Um, <laughs> fire up your Todd Gurley's. Fire up your Todd Finally. Gurley's. And then just, like, ride the Rams to a championship. That's what's going to happen. If somebody has the balls to start Jared <laughs> Goff against San Francisco in the championship game. Oh, my God. Woo! That's, like, the uh, best 
championship win ever. Yeah, or like a, a loss that you regret for nine months, basically, <laughs> until the next yeah. season. Why like, did what? I start Jared Goff <laughs> over Phillip Rivers? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Uh, all right, I think that's it for our, that's pretty our sneaky starts. We did it. We did it, guys. We're back officially. Thank you for sticking with us. If you did stick with us, you might not have just left. Mm. But we'll, we'll reel you back in. Uh, we will be back not next week or the week after because, uh, yeah, with every wedding comes a honeymoon. Hmm. So I will be in London. You sound like you're from London. London. And France and Switzerland. So I'm off the map, off the grid, probably going to lose all my fantasy games because of it. Let's hope. For the, uh, yeah, you better hope because, <laughs> whoo, my ESPN team is coming. They're catching fire right I, now. I'm not worried about it because what's going to happen? Here's the scenario. Um, okay, guys, you can Dallas, just stop Dallas clinched a playoff Canada. spot this week. Now they won. And I think in the next week or two, they can clinch the one seed. Come week 15 and 16, they're going to have nothing to play for. It's not going to matter. So Zeke, his, his touches are going to get scaled back. All of a sudden, he won't be getting 20 touches a game. He'll get 10, 5, and uh, you'll lose because of it. There it is. Even if I don't have Zeke, I got Lamar Miller. I got bullshit. I got Doug Dougie Fresh. He's just gearing up for the playoff run. He's going to win some people championships. Come to New Orleans, New Orleans twice. Although they've been better against the run, it's all right. I don't need Zeke. I'll just I'll just drop him. Oh my god, drop him. That's before like the, the playoffs. I'll just drop Zeke. I don't need him anymore. I mean, you should probably just drop him now. Why even? All right, yeah. done. He's played this week. I'm dropping him. Yeah, you don't even want those points. Uh, okay. Right. Well, enough of that. All right. Let's yeah. Let's just wrap this segment up. It's been Sneaky Starts Week 13. You can find us on Twitter at Benchdash FF. Mm-hmm. And Facebook is up here. Same as always. You guys know the drill. You can listen to Leo Wine About Spencer Ware on Twitter if you want. And I mean, I have no, been. No, no. He, 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 was, he was supposed to be the chosen one. You know, he was the RB1 we were promised. And he's he been is like, still the chosen one. Just, nah, just wait. Just wait. Spencer Ware is coming. Don't worry about it. He will he definitely gash Oakland in the first week of the playoffs. He always does. If he is not the RB1 over the rest of the season, um, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna lose it after all after all this drama that unfolded over the first like nine weeks. If the end result is all we're getting is a middling RB two, I'm gonna be very disappointed. No. He will be the RB one. I'm calling it now. <laughs> okay. He's just gonna explode. Kansas City needs to win, and they're gonna win on the back of one Spencer Wares. <laughs> I mean, I have him in ESPN, so I hope so. Yeah, you better hope so. <laughs> all right, guys. All right. Thanks as always, Leo. Sign us out. Um, thanks for for stopping in, and we'll catch y'all on the flippity floppy. Flippy floppy, flippy floppy.